watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. Well, we are continuing a lot of our summer visits. Bubba, very excited about having our next guest back on. Yeah, a lot of momentum with East Carolina basketball. And now, welcome back to the show. Second-year head coach, Mike Schwartz. Coach, we appreciate your time. Hey, appreciate you guys having me. I hope you guys are having a great summer, and it's awesome to join you guys. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, I used to joke about talk about the off season. There is no more off season, and especially with ECU basketball. Very excited to have you as a coach. You've done a great job. And before we talk about basketball, I just want to. It's been a year now. Uh, what's your thoughts on Greenville and Pirate Nation? Well, I think Greenville's been fantastic. It's really been great to my family and I. And that, as much as anything, you know, I really knew. Even when it, when I when I came here early last April, you could feel it. You could feel the support of Pirate Nation. You know, it's just such a awesome community fan base. Everybody is so welcoming, and I all year long I've been so appreciative of that. But what's been fantastic has been how uh, my two daughters and my family and my wife have all just been able to just really acclimate to the community and make friends and meet people. And because you know, you guys know it as you speak with coaches and. You live in a lot of different places. I mean, this is my my daughters are, are teenagers, and they've lived in five different places already. And, um, so the ability to just meet people and have people be welcoming to them has really been incredible this last year, and, and uh, we're just so happy to be in Greenville and feel very fortunate. Coach, this is the first time we've spoken since the conclusion of last season. And from the outside looking in, it seems as though an excellent foundation was laid. 16 wins was the most programming had in about a decade. You were able to play your best basketball, it seemed, in February. Got some really nice wins, SMU, Cincinnati, Tulane. Um, but talk about that positive momentum uh, on the court as well as off the court, and what was your take on year one? Yeah, you know, the biggest take on year one is that we know an area we have to be much more consistent, and we understand that as a coaching staff. Our returning players understand that, and that's been a huge emphasis this summer. It's just the overall consistency of everything that we do. Uh, you know, Bubba, we're gonna we're gonna build on the positive. Uh, I think I appreciate you saying that about us at the end of the season. I, I do think we were playing our best basketball in February and March, and uh, we got to build on that momentum, particularly defensively. I think we had our best two uh, defensive performances in our last two games of the year in. in Fort Worth in the AAC tournament versus South Florida and versus Houston. So we want to build on that. But as a whole, we just have so far to go on both sides of the ball. But defensively, we were just never able to establish the consistency of where we want to be, which is, quite frank, we want to be at the top of this conference and and one of the tops in the nation defensively. So that's really where a lot of our emphasis is. But 
we will absolutely build on the positive momentum. You guys know I'm more of an optimist, and I'm going to look at the positive, and we're going to build on that. And then we have a lot we have to fix, and, and the areas, uh, you know, the potholes that we hit and the, the pockets of inconsistency and the areas that we struggled, uh, you know, we, we've got our head down working to fix those things. And, you know, but it's been a great summer so far as we've reflected back and, and building towards season two. Coach, uh, those of us in Pirate Nation in the past obviously are nervous even before the transfer portal about we get good players and then they transfer, um, then there's a transfer portal. I'm really excited. One of the things I told Bubba before uh, we started this interview was the excitement of all of the returning guys, especially in the returning uh, with the days of the transfer portal. And starting off with Ezra Sar, I mean, he had a very good freshman season. That game against Houston in the tournament where he was just shy of a 20-point rebound game. Can you talk about uh, the focal points of his development in the offseason? Yeah, you know, um, back to your first point. Yeah, you know, I understand what you're saying, and it's the unfortunate reality of college athletics, not just college basketball right now, is the amount of roster turnover. But it is very important to our coaching staff, and, and you know, and I give just John Gilbert and our whole leadership team and this whole athletic department, our coaching staff, uh, and, and most importantly, our players to understand that continuity is so important. Consistency, again, we talked about consistency just a little bit ago, just about us on the court. So being able to retain and have uh, basically our whole entire team back, obviously Javon Small will not be back with us, uh, but you know what? He had not played since January 11th. Uh, you know, in the Cincinnati game, he got hurt and so he didn't play the rest of the season, obviously. So we really formed who we were as a ball club uh, without him in conference play, at least. So that is a big deal for us. And then you you specifically talk about Ezra Osar, and you know, but there's so many guys that we're just so excited to come back and for us to have the same team. And and you know, guys, we don't have a senior on this team. Uh, that was something that we really wanted to. It was kind of a blueprint philosophy that we had last year, and at least I feel like we have succeeded in that part that we knew we were going to be very young and inexperienced last year. At one point, we were maybe 351 out of 360-something in the country in terms of Division One experience and production returning. And that's what it was going into our first year. Because as you guys know, even the returning guys, even a senior like Luigi DeBoe, there just wasn't a lot of minutes in production. And then we had freshmen and transfers that hadn't obviously done it at the Division One level. So you go from being in the 350s in terms of experience to now we're in year two. We feel like we have some real legitimate experience, but we're not old. We never wanted to be old. Uh, I don't necessarily think you have to be old to win in college basketball. I think what you have to be is experienced, and you have to have real experience. And right now we have a team that we think has got legitimate experience, but we still do not have a senior on this team, which means we have guys like Ezra, like Brandon Johnson and R.J. Felton and Jaden Walker, and we could go down and talk about them, including some of the new guys coming in that have multiple years of eligibility left. So we feel like we're experienced, but we still have youth on this roster, and that's what we want and that's what we want to build. So getting Ezra back and getting all those guys back was just obviously very important. But I will say this to Pirate Nation, I don't want this to be a place where every spring everybody's holding their breath and wondering who's coming back and who's not. Uh, that's not the, 
that's not the standard of our program. That's not going to be our philosophy. Obviously, we understand that that's part of college athletics, and there's so many different entities with that. Uh, Team Boneyard and their collective and NIL is such a huge piece of it, and it's affected college athletics around the country in every sport, particularly basketball and football. But I said this from day one, and I'll continue to say this. We'll continue to recruit freshmen. We will recruit out of the transfer portal that we want ECU student-athletes, ECU pirates that want to be here. They want to be here for their career. They want to graduate from ECU, and they want to help be a part of a very special program, not just a team-to-team year-by-year. Before we talk about the pieces coming into the program, uh, you referenced some of those other guys uh, returning, guys like Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, Jaden Walker, Quentin DeBunge, Ben Baiela. Um, you know, spend a little time on each of them. You know, Give us a thumbnail sketch of the improvements they've made in the offseason and uh, where, where you see their games headed. I think, uh, you know, we talk about guys going into year two. We really looked at last year. It was like we had 16 freshmen. It didn't matter what class they were. We were learning a new system. Everybody was in a new role. They were had expectations on them, both minutes and production-wise, that they had not experienced prior. So it was like 16 freshmen last year, and that's why we had a lot of inconsistency because everybody was learning as we were going. I've said this many times. Every time we did something, it was an introduction. It was never a review. Well, you know what? Now we're getting a chance to review stuff. Now there's stuff that players are helping teach other players, and they've gone through it for a year. They understand the expectation and the standard. So with that being said, you know, I think the improvement that we'll see from guys like Brandon and Ezra, you asked about Ezra earlier. I would say, obviously, Ezra's perimeter game in terms of developing a little bit more skill away from the basket, shooting, decision-making. He showed the ability to lead the break, and rebound the basketball well, particularly late in the year. But now he's got to make the right decisions as a passer, as a driver, as a decision maker when he does that. And then keeping the floor spaced, if he's going to play on the perimeter, he's got to be able to keep the floor spaced by being able to shoot the basketball. Um, and I think he can do that, and he's working really hard. at it. Brandon Johnson, a guy that obviously shot the ball in his first season with us better than he had, and, and I know he obviously opened the eyes of many Pirates you know, many Pirate fans and people at Minji's, and as they saw him and they said, you know what, he can shoot the ball. And we knew that last summer, but he will continue to grow and he will continue to play even more on the perimeter. Not that he won't play inside and use his skill in the post, but he rebounded the ball very, very well for us last year. Now he's going to have to maybe do it from a more big wing traditional spot as opposed to just at the four or the five. And then you talk about guys like you had mentioned, Quentin DeBunge, Ben Baiella. I think it's going to be their comfort, their overall consistency within our system. They're both really talented players that physically can do a lot on the court. Now it's going to be about them feeling really confident within our system, both offensive and defensively. And then the last two guys that you alluded to, R.J. Felton and Jaden Walker. Obviously, Jaden played his best basketball in the month of February last year as he transitioned to the point guard. Jaden has a whole different vibe about him this summer because he established really and saw what he's capable of doing, uh, both with the ball in his hands as a point guard, but playing anywhere on the court. I mean, to be honest, guys, he, he played the one through the four for us last year. He started at the four early in the season, and he was our starting point guard and played 160 straight minutes of basketball minutes uh, when he didn't have a sub for four straight games So at the point guard. 
So he really did a lot for us. And then R.J. Felton is a really heart and soul guy of our team, a true leader that has just worked as hard as anyone that I've ever been around this offseason to just to continue to improve uh, and build on what he did last season. Absolutely, Coach. And uh, one of the things that I learned about you early on is that you're a heck of a recruiter. Can you talk about having – I'm very excited to have transferring in Bobby Pettiford, Jr. from Kansas, coming in, uh, a great asset to your team. Yeah, very excited about Bobby. You know what? And as excited as we are as a coaching staff about him as a basketball player, I tell you guys, he's just a phenomenal person. He's a true leader. He understands the nuances and the just the crux of what it is to be a point guard. He is a true point guard. Uh, he he plays the game with the sense of elevating his teammates. He understands how important that is coming from that position. So he has done an incredible job meshing with our team, learning our system in the first four weeks. He's a very talented player. He's won at the highest level, literally. He's won a national championship at Kansas and played on that team. He played significant minutes on a very one of the top teams in the country last season. So he understands, uh, again, he's been coached by one of the very best coaches in Bill Self. So Bobby stepped in from day one um, and really accepted that role to be a leader on this team. And that's not easy to do when you step in um, coming from a new team. And he's still going through that process, and he's got a long way to go, and he'd be the first to tell you that but he plays this game and he carries himself with a sense of humility that uh, we really think lends itself to be a true natural leader and, and, and a great point guard for us. One of the things, Coach, that's been frustrating for Pirate fans down through the years uh, has been the inability to keep some talent at home in Eastern North Carolina. Uh, to Corey Faison, you know, he's one of the things that really jumped out to me taking a look at his film is just his raw athleticism. Yeah, you hit it on the head. You you hit it right on the head. And two parts about that is, uh, again, from the very beginning, we talked about how important and, and how much we believe in Eastern North Carolina basketball and basketball coaching in this area, uh, the, the the athletes in this area, the, the high school players, and then throughout the whole state. And, again, I know we'll touch on Callum Richard as well, but uh, bottom line is North Carolina is, is the best state in the country for high school basketball. Uh, we believe it. We want to recruit this area. And so Takori was a huge priority for us. He's come in. He does have a college-ready body uh, physically, as you can see. He's come in, and he's got to learn the game. He's a typical freshman that's got a long way to go mentally to understand how does he use that athleticism, how does he use his natural ability where he's not even scratching the surface of what he's capable yet uh, of being, but how does he do it at the speed and physicality of this level of what practice feels like every day. And that, that that's the normal struggles that all freshmen go through, and he's no different. But he has really earned the respect of his team quickly from a standpoint of what you alluded to, his athleticism, his playmaking ability, his ability to physically compete. Uh, you know, he can play above the rim in the open court. He can shoot the basketball. He can make shots. He has actually this kind of uh, uncanny knack to be able to do that, to make tough shots. And he's just doing it right now on, on his pure natural ability. And he's every day getting better. He's working really hard. But the mental component is going to be as big as anything for him. 
Coach, uh, obviously we want to talk about Cam Hayes, about his play, but also uh, is there any status on his waiver uh, to play? No status. Okay. Um, one of the questions I had for you, too, is uh, talk about what uh, I'm really excited about. i got to give a shout-out to our friends John Gilbert and, and Ryan Robinson. I appreciate them very much for Pirates Unite. Really excited about that. And, and this particular part uh, for basketball is uh, the enhancements for Menjis with LED lights, the chair backs on the team bench side of the lower bowl. Can you talk about that, Coach? We're so excited, and you, you mentioned it, and whether, you know, John Gilbert, Ryan Robinson, the, the Pirate Club, Pirates Unite, I mean, just everybody that's been involved in the leadership team here, uh, this community, all of the Pirate Club members and others that have helped make this a possibility, it, it, you know, words really almost can't describe how big it is for us to know that Minji's Coliseum will get, you know, a partial overhaul with with the brand new seats and, you know, and the lighting is going to be so big. It's going to just enhance both pregame, in-game, everything environment uh, for the fans. And uh, obviously it's just a big deal. Uh, I know they're in the process of doing it right now. And Minji's it started, you know, the chairs have been, the bleachers have been pulled out. And I think there's a lot of great ideas uh, with Playfly and again with John and Ryan and, and their team about things that we can do to really make, Minji's Coliseum, just an incredible experience, uh, an event every time we have a home game. And, and I truly believe, and I've told you guys this before, we can have the best home court uh, advantage and home court atmosphere in the country. I've always believed in the the potential of Win Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum and what it can be, no doubt. But uh, you mentioned Callum Richard a moment ago. Talk about Callum Richard and then also uh, Sierra Malonga coming in. Um, uh, Clearly, getting additional front court help uh, was a priority. You've done just that. Um, Sear, I know, brings a lot, um, especially on the defensive end and from a rebounding standpoint, and Callum is probably a little more skilled offensively. Yeah, you know, we, we really needed it. Luigi DeBow, who's going to always be dear in Pirate Nation's hearts, and we love him, and, you know, he's doing well. He signed a professional contract to play in Canada, and uh, he really – he really helped us play our best basketball at the end of the season last year. When you think about February and, and the tournament in March, he was playing really well. His, the physicality he brought um, was just so – we didn't have it. And the one thing you guys know, and I've talked about this before, that we did not really have last year is rim protection. And to be able to be a strong defensive pressure team, which we want to do, and we need to be better this year than we were last year, obviously – but we want to pressure and disrupt the basketball. Well, when you do that, you have to have rim protection. And there's different ways you can get it, but we didn't have a true shot blocker, somebody that could alter shots consistently. Um, and Sear has done that this summer. Now, how does that how does that move forward and how does that translate into how much he can be on the floor as a freshman and where the – you know, it's still July and we're just four weeks in, but – if he has the ability to continue to develop as a true shot blocker, rebounder, and what we would call an airspace guy, you can throw the ball. He's been really good going to get the ball up above the rim in lob situations, running the floor in transition on offense, and then also cleaning up mistakes or cleaning up, you know, defensive lapses where someone gets to the rim and he can come over and challenge. That's been big for us, and that's what we wanted, and that's what we saw in him, and he has absolutely done that this summer. Uh, and then Callum Richard, 
does it a little bit more similar to the way Luigi did it. He does it. Callum is 6'10", 240 right now. He does it with his body. He plays extremely hard. He plays extremely physical. He's not afraid of contact. And he does it with that. And then on top of that, you put on that he understands how to play with his back to the basket on offense. Uh, he really does understand the value of a jump hook. He understands the value of being able to score three, four, five feet and in. He does not aspire to be playing out on the perimeter like most big guys always want to play out. He likes it down there. He likes it down there in the paint and getting physical and, and scoring down there. Now, both of them have so far to go physically and even more so, as we talked about, to Corey, mentally understanding how to be effective with the speed and physicality uh, that it is now versus in high school. But both those guys are legitimate post players uh, that we're so excited to have here with us. And Coach, I know we're running tight on time, so we have a couple more players for you. The teammate of Callum uh, Richard is Evan Montaneri, learning new players, and also uh, Grant Smith coming in from uh, Quincy College in New York. Evan Montaneri might be one of the best shooters uh, in our in our program. Uh, just he can really shoot the basketball. He plays very hard. He's a very smart basketball player. Uh, he's done a really nice job for us this summer. Uh, excited that he's with us, but he can really shoot the ball. And you know, you, you love to watch it in practice. And when the guys play, uh, the guys have confidence in the way he can shoot. And then Grant Smith, here's what I love about Grant so much. He embodies, just like Evan does, what it is to have a walk-on mentality. As you guys know, I was a walk-on at the University of Texas for Coach Barnes. I take a lot of pride in understanding, uh, you know, in being a walk-on and coaching our walk-ons. They're the same as any other player on our team. They're involved in everything exactly to the same level. And their expectation or the expectation we have of them is the same and sometimes even higher. And I would say those two guys, Evan and Grant, and they've just done such a great job um, basically embracing that role. And it's not always an easy role. And I would say this about Grant, his energy, his effort, his physicality, his willingness to do whatever we ask throughout practice, whatever position it may be, offense, defense, he does it as if he's a starter on the team. As if, and, and, and you know, you can't ask for anything else. So I just love both those guys, their mentality. We appreciate them, and, and we're lucky to have them. Coach, as we wrap up the interview, um, talk about scheduling, not only from a standpoint of who we play, because I know South Carolina, UNC Wilmington will be coming to Menchie's. We're going to be hosting an MTE, uh, according to recent reports. But also, um, there are so many variables that come into play with scheduling, be it finances or preparing your team for league play and uh, all all of those sorts of things. So um, what is your philosophy as it pertains to scheduling? Well, the, the easiest way to say it is what we want to do with our non-conference play is play a very challenging non-conference schedule that prepares us for a rigorous American conference. That That's number one. So that's the first thing that we look at. Now you start to have to do and budget and balance and dates and timing and team and needs of other teams and you start to put that and it's like putting a jigsaw puzzle together so sometimes it's not it's not i wish it was as simple as you know i talk to a lot of people and hey wh why won't we play them or why don't we play them or are we going to play them and you know believe me we think the same way uh, we would love to play every in-state school we would love to have a chance to schedule matchups against the 
North Carolinas and NC States and Dukes and Wake Forest, and that would be fantastic. And believe me, we've tried. Uh, but there's so many elements that go into it. And I just use those schools because obviously the success that they've had and the respect we have for those schools and those universities and their programs. But there's so many different buckets that go into scheduling. So what we do is we look, we want to put together a schedule like having a South Carolina coming into Menji's. You know, it's a multi-year series. We know we have that. We have a series with Wilmington, multi-year series, where we know for the next two years they'll be coming into Menji's. Two years from now we'll be going to South Carolina. We have scheduled a home-and-home series with an Atlantic 10 team. We'll be going on the road this year. They will be coming into our building next year. You know, I think the A-10 is a great basketball conference, so we have scheduled that out two years. Uh, we are going to be hosting the MTE event. So we have a chance this year we're going to have 20 home games, which is incredible. And to me, we can have 20 atmospheres that are as good as any in the country uh, in Minji. So we're going to have that this season. And then there's a lot of contracts right now that are kind of in cyberspace. They're on their way back and forth. But our schedule, our non-conference schedule, should be announced here really, really soon. Um, we have a uh, – Neutral site game against an SEC opponent that we're very excited about. Uh, just, again, I know the contracts are going back and forth, so we'll be playing that, and hopefully it's a national televised game this year. And then we'll wait on September because we always have to wait on the American Conference, and they give us our schedule in September. So uh, it's hard to plan on who, what, where, when uh, with terms of American Conference games. But our non-conference schedule, we're excited about it, and, and we're starting to build towards our 24-25 non-conference schedule. Coaches, we let you go. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you for a great basketball camp, my son Alexander, and there's a lot of uh, kids. I know that you, it was a first-class job, and uh, hopefully people will do it next year. Also, I want to get people – I want to have our friends of the ticket <laughs> office uh, – with Coleman, Spain, and everybody over there, I want them to have a huge problem this fall by selling a whole bunch of season tickets, and I know they can do that, right? I know that we need to get as many people in there as possible in Williams Arena, Midgies Coliseum. And I appreciate you guys saying that. It's great to speak with you guys. I, you know, thank you uh, for for your son's attendance at camp. It was awesome to be with the community in the gym, and we had a great time. Our players were around them, and our coaching staff. So. Thank you, guys. Appreciate everything you guys do and look forward to talking to you again soon.